Patreon.com slash the walk-off podcast. Uh, $4 a month gets you in there. Baseball, Blue Jays, and more baseball. It's the walk-off with Scott Belford and Adam Mack. This ball is crushed. The diehard podcast for the casual fan. And another one. My goodness. All right, buddy. Uh, good morning. Uh, there's the three, two, one. Uh, and we're rolling. Uh, Monday morning mailbag on a Tuesday afternoon. Playoffs edition. Yes. That's it. We're Pretty rolling. All right. Okay. Uh, one of the clumsiest intros we've had in a while. Uh, Without a three-two-one, I'm lost. You right, really, three-two-one killed me. All right, I'll do a formal three-two-one. Three-two-one, and we're rolling. Good morning, and welcome to a Monday morning mailbag on a Tuesday afternoon. I'm Scott Belford, joined as always by the best co-host in the biz, Adam Mack. We are on a time limit, so we're going to be hustling through here. I'm actually in St. Cloud, Minnesota, about an hour outside of Minneapolis. Target Field is the end destination for me here by about 3.30 when opening pitch starts this uh, wild card series, buddy. Very exciting. Very exciting. I'm, again, jealous that you're down there. Yeah, it was so not going to happen. It just so we come through all the interaction every week and answer as many questions as possible. Obviously, we're getting more and more Patreon members, which is amazing. We actually had a few more join. You probably have the names because you're on it. Or did we? Yeah, no, I'm I'm ready to go. Look at me. uh, Totally ready to go here. Um, Not stalling for time at all. Um, (laughs) We got uh, Zach Shepler. Uh, joined yesterday morning. Um, we also got Christopher DeYoung. Uh, nice. Velocity joined us. Mish hey, up- Velocity! Mer- uh, Mish upped her Patreon from uh, the $4 up to the $25, so she's going to be joining us on Zoom tomorrow the, night. So I'm super excited Super tier now. Yeah. Super tier. Super spectacular tier. Level of excellence. Retire the jersey number. Uh, yeah, so we go through Discord as well, which is now a Patreon exclusive. And of course, we will try to get to as many Twitter and other platform questions as we can. So let's get into it. I'll start with just a few that I know I've gotten a pile of. Number one was, uh, and some iteration of this, uh, very jealous of you, Scott. I don't know how you can just leave on a whim. But uh, wish that I could do so as well. I'll tell you the secret. This is what you do, okay? <laughs> you just you pursue stand-up comedy for 15 years while also working another day job. <laughs> Both ends, you get to the point where you're headlining, and then your Sundays through Thursdays are not as full as most other people's because <laughs> all all shows are on weekends. It's a real quick process, by the way. Easy I recommend. Too. Yeah, very yeah. easy. Um, for anybody that is interested in the journey to headliner um, if you have significant personal trauma in your life that's probably the best way to start right there it's a good start absolutely great Uh, two how did you afford it well there is a reason why we flew from calgary to winnipeg rented a car drove five and a half hours 
to St. Cloud and then going to Minneapolis. So basically, uh, my wife, Taylor, huge tip of the hat to her. She is a whiz when it comes to book and stuff. She spent days leading up to finding out what the wild card uh, draws were going to be. And we did kind of decided Tampa, we couldn't do like, we just, every number we mm-hmm. crunched were like almost $2,000 there. The flights or, from California or the, or the drive from Winnipeg to Tampa was just too long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> drive from Winnipeg to Tampa too far, man. Um, we managed to get on that, you know, links like the discount airline. Oh yeah. So we, but $300 round trips to Winnipeg and then a $250 car rental. So we managed to like get to Minneapolis for under a grand. Tickets were pretty cheap for wildcard tickets. Uh, we did splurge for for this game. So we're in pretty good seats this game. Nice. Yeah. And then the, the final question that I keep getting asked is, uh, was that you on CBC this morning? Uh, the answer is yes, it hey. was Nice. <laughs> we're we're officially super fans, Adam, Taylor, and I. <laughs> I I saw the Chiron at the bottom. Well, she's a super fan. You're just the I'm co-host just a- slash producer of a stupid podcast. So, um, okay. Now that we've got that all out of the way, we can get to the mailbag. Yes. Um. On Patreon, Michael Meyer said, I have a feeling Adam is about to leave the walk-off podcast, and I really hope I'm wrong. Uh, Michael, I will never leave the walk-off podcast. I will only ever walk off the podcast. (laughs) I thought of that one all night. took me to write that one. Uh, 15 more years, and I'll get to headline with you, Scott. Okay. Um, Next one is related to yours, uh, Johnny. On Patreon as well. Question for next mailbag. Hey, Adam, do you ever get raging envy uh, when Scott takes off to Minnesota to go to a playoff game in warm weather and leaves you in the cold to do all this alone? Uh, all the time. All the time, buddy. <laughs> Brimming with rage. Uh, yeah, No, it's good. Um, no, the uh, the thing with Scott is he doesn't have kids that he has to waste all his money on. So uh, here I am signing up for hockey registrations and buying new gear and stuff. And he's like, oh, I'll just spend my hockey registration money on flights to Winnipeg and tickets to the playoffs. How it, it worked out exactly how it worked out. <sighs> uh, I just want to address this really quick because I oh. had dozens of DMS about this long toss. I'm sorry, guys. Like I, I really do wish that we were seamless in the way we run technology. I know that long toss is a much more, um, interactive show when we can go live and hear your comments right there as they happen. I prefer that. I honestly do. And Adam and I tried to run that this Sunday. I know it was very frustrating for everyone. It was frustrating on our end. Adam got it all set up and then he left the house. And then literally minutes after he's taking his daughter to hockey, uh, it cut out nobody on that end. So we just had to record it again. I, I do feel bad. And I know the amount of people who are like, it's just disappointing. Yeah, I know it is disappointing. And I I just, a sincere apology, you know? Um, yeah, we had, uh, forget what the comment was. I'll, cir- I'll circle back to it. But it was, uh, the gist of it was that, yeah, it's the quality of 
long toss has sure gone downhill lately or whatever. And it's like, wow, with our new drive for Patreon, I mean, hopefully we can uh, yeah, make things right. a little different, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Apologies. I'm not gone away because I'm disinterested in the walk off, by the way. It's just, this has always been a busy time of year for me, getting my kid back in school and hockey and there's been evaluations and playoffs and all that shit and, or not playoffs, but yeah. So it's just, we're doing our best and appreciate the, the patience. Uh, there you go. Okay. Uh, on Patreon, Deborah says, I was the day years old when I learned when to use whom versus who. Man, I may be underpaying for Patreon. LOL. Um, on yes. MLB Mondays yesterday, Scott, I explained the difference between who and whom. Yes. So the, uh, well, I can't just give it away for free. I was about to just share my <laughs> my educational English skills. I know for a guy who talks like an idiot, I'm I'm pretty. I have a I have a great understanding of how to use the English language perfectly. I just choose not to. Mm. So, there you go. Concern, yep. you can join Patreon to find this out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I used uh, Tim Wakefield in my examples, and it was uh, very timely and topical. Okay, um, let's move on from there then. Uh, on Twitter yesterday, sorry if we're going through this quickly, guys. We uh, Scott's got to be out of his hotel room in 25 minutes, so trying to get to as many of these as we can. Um, Darren James on Twitter DM'd us and said, Hey guys, loving the pod. I just saw Barrios is pitching game two. What the hell? Bassett has killed it all year. Why would you not use him? Great question. It is a great question. And so what I'm going to get you, Mr. Mac, to do while I kind of go over uh-huh. this, Jose Barrios's splits between right-handed and left-handed hitter, as well as Chris Bassett's, because that's what this breaks down to. Jose Barrios. So the Minnesota Twins are a left-handed heavy lineup. And if you look at the numbers, Jose Barrios's stats versus a left-handed heavy lineup is far superior to Chris Bassett's. Although Chris Bassett has had an incredible season. He hit that 200 inning mark, Mm -hmm. which is high for him. A real way, a real high way to end the season as well with him uh, completing that milestone. But Barrios, and I'll let you jump in here, Adam, if you got it up. Uh, Barrios. Stats versus lefties. Um, looks like opponent batting average 262. Chris Bassett, 265. So not much of a difference, but he's been getting hit harder. The OPS plus versus lefties, Chris Bassett, 125, Jose Barrios, 107. So substantially less, substantially better. Yeah. Um, the slugging percentage, um, Jose Barrios, 450 versus lefties, um, 504 for Chris Bassett. So he's getting hit hard. And that's the thing. Chris Bassett, his numbers are pretty comparable against lefties, except that he gives up more dingers. He gives up more hard hit balls. And I think that the, what the Jays are trying to do is if they can give up one home run instead of two, it could be the mm-hmm. difference between a loss. So I think the that's home why run, going- home run totals versus lefties, by the way, Jose Barrios. And it's basically the same amount of batters faced uh, 406 versus 403. So let's just say basically the exact same. 
Uh, 16 home runs given up by Barrios to lefties, 21 by Chris Bassett. So a 25% increase, basically. Yeah. Chris Bassett also has that experience, has that... um, When the chips are down, Chris Bassett's a guy you want on the mound. And so having him as the number three guy in an elimination game, not a bad idea. Also... The baseball gods love good storylines. And a Jose Barrios revenge game against the Twins, oh, that wets everybody's whistle. And I think that uh, it sets up for some pretty cool storylines if things go the way Jays fans want. There we go. Um, Yeah, I don't really have anything else to add on it other than... That's... that's, uh... I feel good with either option, really. I, I mean, so Adam, I was just going to ask you if you had a preference. And honestly, I, it's so marginal. I, I would have personally put Chris Bassett despite the numbers, but I, I'm not flipping. I like I'm fine with Barrios going game two. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, some stuff from Discord. Do you want to cover this? Yeah, you- sure. I can. Let me pull it up. Discord was a buzz with playoff talk the last couple days. Yes. And then Mustard Tiger kind of gave us a left turn here out of nowhere. <laughs> and he, I play D&D with a dude in Baltimore. His dad was one of the architects that built Camden Yard. It's not really applicable to this conversation in any way. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Pretty cool. Oh, we got connects to the architect for Camden. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm a D&D guy myself, so I just want to know what Mustard Tiger, what his character is in a in his D&D campaign. I'm curious about that. So, Mustard Tiger, reach out. Let me know. <laughs> then, Rinks in Discord with some playoff predictions. Miami are frauds, so most likely going to be Phillies versus Atlanta. How Miami won more games than the Reds or the Cubs is nuts to me, but here we are. Rays went 4-2 and two versus the Rangers this year, but the games were a while back. Uh, a while back. Would not be surprised to see Texas take it, though. What are your thoughts on that, buddy? I mean, let's start with Miami. It's very impressive the season that they have had. Uh, Kim Ang has to be incredibly pleased with the steps forward from mm-hmm. this organization. Their pitching is still, honestly, a top 10 pitching staff in baseball, I think is pretty safe to say. Now, yes, Luisa Rise has been a godsend for the Miami Marlins and has really helped push them much closer to contenders. He has been a bum, Scott. He's only hit 314 in the second half of the season. What a loser. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I do need to agree with, rinks in that i can't see miami getting past philly but that said did anyone see the mets losing last season did anyone see the dodgers losing last season the playoffs are a bit of a crapshoot and if the pitching can hold fast for miami Maybe they can steal two games against the Phils. I like it. Um, 
this series. Do you do you agree with Rinks that despite the fact Tampa took the majority of the games in their season series, that Texas probably the favorite? Uh, yeah, on MLB Mondays yesterday, uh, I filled out my MLB playoff bracket. And uh, yeah, I had the Rangers taking it against the Rays. I think the Rays are a better team. And I know that the Rangers have been weirdly inconsistent through the last like few weeks. They look, I mean, they steamrolled us. And then I think got swept by the Royals right after that. Um, so some inconsistency with the Rangers. But with Tampa Bay just being as injured as they are, uh, I'm going with going with the Rangers to advance. So Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I also have, obviously, the Blue Jays advancing. Um, Astros, I have getting past the bye in the first round. Um, <laughs> <Jay. Hurt. laughs> that was... That was a joke I made four times when I was filling out my pool. Um, Good for you. That all the teams with a bye were able to get past the bye in the first round. So, yeah, it was. Works, you go to what works. Yeah. <laughs> Elite uh, Patreon comment for sure. Uh, second round, I've got Orioles versus Rangers and the Orioles advancing. I've got Jays versus Astros and the Jays advancing to find the Orioles in the uh, conference series. Uh, in the NL, I've got the Phillies advancing against the Braves and the Braves advancing. Um, I've got the Brewers getting past the first round and then losing to the Dodgers. And I think, yeah, Blue Jays, Orioles, while the Braves and Dodgers battle it out. And then uh, Blue Jays, Braves World Series. And we're going to get to shut Joel up once and for all with his Alex Anthopoulos boner. Ooh, I love that. So there we go. There We're we very <laughs> not off brand, by the way. Toxic no. positivity. Toxic positivity. There you go. Seasoned. Uh, all right. Uh, we talked also on MLB Mondays. Uh, we talked uh, statistical winners, season leaders in different statistical categories. So we uh, Shohei Otani, despite missing like a third of the season, uh, still led baseball in home runs. So that was pretty impressive. Um, Chris Bassett, notably, uh, led the American League in wins this year. So, um, with 16. Uh, Gary Gossman led the American League in strikeouts with like 230-something, I think. Spencer Strider led the National League with 280-something, which made me start to wonder. Um, like, which is insane because that Braves team has had the likes of John Smoltz, Greg Maddox, mm-hmm. you know, like they've had mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. For that. Yeah. Uh, 300 strikeouts in a season is a significant milestone. Only 19 pitchers have done it in the modern era, which, by the way, dates back to 1900. So we need a new term other than modern era. Um, I was like, who? When, when's the last time? You think someone hit 300 strikeouts, Scott? 19, 19 pitchers have ever done it. When was the last pitcher to hit the 300 strikeout milestone? The 80s? That's kind of what I thought. It was 2019. Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole both did it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then the, then there was, uh, I can't think of the names off the top of my head, but 2018 and 2017 also saw pitchers hit 300 strikeouts. So that was, I think, just the era that we were in. Uh, strikeouts were up so but 
it's still still uh, incredible. There you go. So that got us onto the topic of uh, barrels because that was a statistical category that was um, tracked on MLB.com that they were showcasing uh, Shohei Otani, I think for the fifth time in a row, like led the American League in barrels. Um, barrels is one of these newfangled stats, I guess you call it. Uh, it's like launch angle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not a ground ball and not a pop fly straight up is basically it. Um, but I was a kind little of, bit un, unclear on exactly what it was. It's exit velo and launch angle. Yeah. So um, Alex in the Patreon uh, jumped in and did the homework for us. So uh, thank you to Alex. Alex says barrels are a little complicated. A batted ball hit at 98 miles per hour needs to have a launch angle between 26 and 30 degrees to count. Uh, but for every mile per hour higher than 98, the launch angle, uh, the range increases. So um, a ball with an exit velocity of 116 miles per hour could be hit with a launch angle between 8 and 15 degrees to still count as a barrel. So if you absolutely demolish a ball, the range for what counts as a barrel is uh, is increased. There you go. Anyways, thanks for doing the work there, Alex. Um, moving on now. Um, I guess related to this, we were talking about stats, and I started pondering uh, what sites does everyone use uh, to look up their stats? So when you put me on the spot and say, platoon splits, Jose Barrios versus Chris Bassett, um, how do they fare against lefties? Personally, I'm going to baseballreference.com. I think you're a fan graphs guy. I prefer baseball reference too. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I'll use fan graphs. I just am more comfortable with baseball reference. Me too. And that's kind of where the conversation, oh, conversation, I was, it was a solo, it was a monologue, but my rant about, I, I do think, and give, I'd love to hear your sense on this, Scott. <clears throat> I think fan graphs is a superior website to baseball reference. I'm just, yeah, more comfortable using the uh, the baseball reference. So, anyways, to put that out there to the general public here, and I'll put a poll up on Patreon uh, by the time you see this, uh, where do you look up your stats to everybody out there? Let us know. Uh, baseball reference, fan graphs, maybe you just go to MLB.com, uh, Baseball Savant, ESPN, Sportsnet, whatever. Let us know. I'm just curious. And then if you have one that is just like, far and away better and you're willing to die on that hill let us know back up your reasoning i saw some people in the comments already that are like well i just go on google and click on the first link that shows up and that's and, and fair too very valid usually that's what i do actually is i go to google i type in chris bassett platoon hit enter yeah. and then i click on the first baseball reference link that i can find <laughs> so uh, there you go and again it's funny because i it's a little bit of an Achilles heel for me in life is that mm. once I get comfortable with something, I've, I've really hit that old man stage of my mm -hmm. life where mm -hmm. even though there's better ways of doing things, I stick with what I'm comfortable with. It's why I still use an iPhone, you know, yeah. like it's just, yeah. yeah. 
every vehicle my dad has bought for the last 20 years hand crank windows hilarious he acknowledges that power windows are a nice convenience but he goes it's just one more thing to go wrong it's just one more thing that i'm gonna have to pay to fix so give him the old hand crank windows so there you go okay uh brett fleming messaged us on uh patreon and said now that ryu's regular season is over makes me wonder he pitched slightly over 50 innings and is now 37 years old when he pitches a regular season game next year. Um, are you assuming he is gone and we have a fifth spot opening up for Bowden Francis or Alec Manoa? Or do you resign him to a one-year deal if possible? Um, I would assume he'd only get like 6 to $10 million. Maybe be a better option than the others. Thoughts? So what are your thoughts from Brett's question? I mean, I've talked about this numerous times. I'm a Hinjin Ryu fan. I really do think that he projects like a guy who can still at 37 years old be a average to above average pitcher for those five innings that he's pitching. I don't think that the Jays would like to see him go three times through the order very often, probably uh, similar to Yusei Kikuchi until he proves otherwise. If you can get him for six to ten million dollars, I think you absolutely need to take that jump with Hinjin Ryu. The question marks behind Alec Manoa and Bowden mm-hmm. Francis going into this season, I think, is too big of a leap to not have a safety net, and Ryu would be perfect. The thing with Ryu is that he's never been a velo guy. He's coming off an injury and has played quite well. I know that the last couple of games he's been hit harder than Blue Jays fans would like to see. That said, as your fifth starter and the experience he has, I think he would be perfect in this scenario. I'm not saying that Bowden Francis couldn't be that guy, but it is expecting a lot from a dude who has never started in the big leagues. He's a guy who has always been that two or three inning long man. He's been very good for this Toronto Blue Jays club in 2023, but it is a big ask. Alec Manoa, I mean, who knows where the relationship between Alec and the organization is. I've heard from people who are very well connected with the Blue Jays that the clubhouse is not a big fan of what has gone down and the fact that he kind of didn't report and has left them high and dry. Take that as you will. I know that this is all speculation at this point, but it it's a lot to gamble on, Alec mm-hmm. Manoa. The smartest thing the Blue Jays can do, especially if it's just going to cost you that 6 to $10 million range, and that's probably pretty close to the range. Maybe he gets $12 million, and even that I'm okay with. To make sure, because and this is the thing too, right? Ricky Tiedemann still isn't quite at the point where I think we can hang our hat on him being available starting out of spring training. He may pull the Alec Manoa. That's right? what I was going to say. Best case scenario, that's what it feels like is dominating AAA for April. We'll see you in May. Yeah, exactly. And if that's the case, you know what? There's lots of scenarios where eating $10 million on a guy that was a safety net isn't the end of the world. I think that it's a far better move. In fact, I even kind of feel that way about Matt Chapman in a qualifying offer. You know, I I would never go out and say, let's try and sign him. But maybe you offer a qualifying offer. If he takes it, he takes it. And it gives you a little bit more play when it comes to where Rolvis Martinez and Addison Barger are in their development. And it also allows you to have the best defensive bench piece 
in the league if some of these prospects take the next step forward. Qualifying offer for Matt Chapman. I wonder if he would be interested in that. Listen, it's $20.5 million, so Major League Baseball did increase it from 18 and a half from last season. $20.5 million is a pretty darn good salary yeah. after the type of season that Matt Chapman had. Mm-hmm. Now listen, Chapman still very well may be the most sought-after third baseman on the market, and there may be teams willing to give him three or four years, and if that is the case, I think even if it's at a lower AV He's going to take it, you know, like Total if someone's money, out- lifetime earnings, he's got to consider, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. But Matt Chapman has gone from probably making $200 million over six to eight years to very possibly taking a qualifying offer. I, I can't, I honestly can't think of a comparable of a drop off in a walk year like Matt Chapman has had, especially it's, after the eight. It's the reverse Marcus Simeon, isn't it? Truly. Truly. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe he does a one-year deal and it's just like, I I got to work on my whatever it was, whatever it was next. Maybe he was just a little bit injured this season, right? Like maybe he's just not quite, you know, tight back or whatever. And he's like, I'm going to take the qualifying offer. I'm going to, you know, re-roll it and try and rebuild my whatever I did in April. And, and, and like get he's a, not get old. Payday. No. Like he's, what is he, 30-ish? 29 he'll be 30 next year i like if I he know. put up if he put up like 80 percent, 70 percent of what he did in april all season long next year he's back in the 200 million talk you're probably right right so maybe yeah qualifying offer for matt chapman i like that idea um down graphics yeah there you go um last one here uh, we're, I know we're running out of time, so we probably won't get to it. Maybe we'll save it for next week, but it was just the uh, Trevor Bauer is making his public pleas to clear his names. Do you have feelings on that, Scott? Did you see Not, what, what he posted? I did see what he posted, and uh, boy, those texts from the defendant or not the, the accuser. Yeah. Or, the victim uh, slash accuser. I don't know what the right term is for them at this at this point. It's not good, you know, it, like it yeah. definitely, ugh, but, yeah. um, Wyatt on Patreon just said, this sounds like an Amber Heard, Johnny Depp situation. And that, I think that's a good comparable. People. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll leave it there, Scott. You got to go. I see the uh, cleaning staff is knocking at your door, trying to get in there. You got to go. You got to, uh, not really, Scott, <laughs> relax. <laughs> Does a shoulder check. All right. Enjoy your game. Good luck with your drive. Uh, catch okay. me a foul ball, would you? I will send pictures and I will join the Zoom party tomorrow briefly. Right, right, right. Atmosphere, vibes, target field. Go Blue Jays, go. Feel free to drop any comments into the YouTube comment section here. Uh, how do you feel about Matt Chapman and a qualifying offer? Would you be into re-upping on Hinge and Ryu on a one-year deal? What are your thoughts on Alec Manoa? Is it just not going to happen anymore? We'll uh, we'll do a mega mailbag next week to kind of make up for this shorter one. Thank okay. you, everybody. We 
appreciate your patronage. Feel free to join the Patreon if you would like to help the channel out a little bit. But honestly, just hitting that like button and subscribe is plenty of help. And we do appreciate all of you Grounds Crew members who follow the podcast and make talking baseball just that much more fun. All the best, everybody. Go Blue Jays, go. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Walk Off Podcast with Scott Belford and Adam Mack with a new episode every Friday. Thanks for listening.